This week, we have your silly, unbelievable, actually pretty believable RV mishap stories, as well as one of our own from our recent 1,500-mile trip to the Midwest. Plus, we have a little bit of news and a pretty big announcement for those of you who like merch. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun-smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every L.L. Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit LLBean.com to shop now. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode 218 of the RV Miles Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been on the road since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk everything from travel destinations to industry news, national parks, and so much more. It's Christmas here at RV Miles headquarters. Uh, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you, you see a little bit of Christmas decorations. but A we, little bit. Uh, we went out and splurged a little bit and have been decorating the Sabre. And uh, you've gotten a little bit of trouble from your mom for that because it's too early. You called that a little bit of trouble? (laughs) I got yelled at by my mama. You got a a real talk to about the history of Thanksgiving. And there. how important Thanksgiving is. Yeah, my mom was not happy. We love we, Thanksgiving. She was not. She <laughs> she felt very strongly that. And it was always a tradition in our family that we didn't decorate for the holidays, for the Christmas holiday, until the day after Thanksgiving. You know, every season has to have its uh, due respect or every holiday. And look here, okay, at RV Miles. Um, I'm 42 years old. I do what I want. And... Uh, <laughs> Except when my mom yells at me and then I go and do what my mama wants. Uh, But we are only in the Sabre Sabre until about December 12th or 13th. Yeah. So we need we need our our Christmas time. Yes. Well, this was very, very important for those that like to decorate for the holiday season. The kids were really excited that this was the first time we have a space like we have here in our fifth wheel to really do it up for the holidays like we used to do in the apartment. So when I started looking at the calendar, I thought, well, oh my gosh, if we wait till after Thanksgiving, that's only going to be like 15 days. And I mean, that's that's crazy. Well, okay, <laughs> A big part of it is that we are, we are pretty much stationary now uh, until yes. we head to Kansas City without the trailer uh, yes. for Christmas, but we're here in the, the Quad Cities area, my hometown on the Iowa-Illinois border. It's cold. Until mid-December. Yes. And uh, so we've got about a month sitting in one park, and we are camping. We are winter camping. Yes. It is cold. <laughs> uh, it is getting down well into the 20s at night, but we're staying warm. We're being yeah, all right. we're totally fine. We have our heated water hose. Um, if you saw a recent reel that we did on Instagram or if you were on TikTok, then you know that one of the ways we're kind of of uh, combating the cold is by putting window insulation kits all around the 18 windows that we have here in the Sabre Saber, which I think has officially become its name now, Sabre Saber. 
just so that everyone knows, we know how to say saber. (laughs) (laughs) We have been very, very busy and we have had a lot of traveling to do in a very short amount of time since the RV Miles meetup that we had in the Sedona area just a couple weeks ago. So if you have been wondering, where has episode 218 been? Well, it's because we ended up doing... It was on the highway somewhere in Oklahoma. Yeah, it's just <laughs> lost on one of those weird state highways that the Garmin kept taking us on. Oh. Um, we covered, and we're going to kick off, I think... Um, well, do we want to do this now, or do you want to do... A, no, do we so. have any news that we want to talk no. about first? No. Okay. All right. Well, then let's talk about it. We are going to be the ones that kick off this whole segment we're doing. This is going to be a two-part episode on stories, mishaps. Maybe that's the best way Mm -hmm. to say it. Silly stories, things that happen to us that are so very unique (laughs) to camping. And we had crowdsourced this about seven weeks ago in the RV Miles Facebook and over on Instagram asking for your stories, funny stories that you wanted to share that maybe weren't funny at the time (laughs) now you can laugh at them or they were funny at the time and we're gonna kick it off by sharing the three days that we went from albuquerque new mexico to the quad cities of illinois which is about 1280 miles right yeah and look we there is a reason we don't like to travel much more than 200 miles in a day. And you're about to hear all Usually of them. Usually 300 is our max. And every time, and it's always around this time of year, we do a big push to get somewhere because you're, we're trying to beat the cold, which mm-hmm. I don't know why we were trying so hard to be like, oh, we can't be camping in the cold. We got to get up there because no. we're, we were just going to cold. So what it, was... <laughs> it wasn't the cold. I'm never trying to beat the cold. We're always trying to beat... The freezing rain, the extremely high well, yeah. winds, like that's what we're trying to But be. there and have we... been times in the past when it's been like, this is our last day to camp in the south. We got to winterize and then drive north and stay in a hotel or night or two. And it wasn't that cold that we couldn't do that. Fair enough. But when we were in the bus, it was cold. Well, the bus, we didn't have heat for driving. Right. We only had heat when we were stopped. So in the bus, you can you can go back in the archives and there's an epic travel day in there <laughs> where we did the same thing coming from the same area. And I'm driving the bus with, with no heat and like blankets on my lap and stuff. And you've got the kids in the minivan to. behind me and there's tons of fog and stuff. Anyway, oh, this drive, you know, the, the intent was to go that distance in about three days of travel. We had a little break in there where we stayed a few nights in Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, when we headed to, we, so we started from heading from uh, Camp Verde, Arizona to Albuquerque and we spent a few nights in Albuquerque. And then, then our real long trek started. So, and you know what? Because we were like, we're going to break it up and have a couple days in Albuquerque and be real chill. It made it worse. Because what happened was the Midwest was like, oh, is that what you're doing? Yeah. So guess what? Those two days you're hanging out in Albuquerque, we're going to have gorgeous, well, gorgeous weather in the Midwest. The day you start <laughs> traveling, we're going to have a cold front come through that's going to include rain, 50 mile an hour wind gusts. And so much more for you, Eppersons. The Midwest was like, welcome home. This is what it's like. If you ever are planning on taking a four-day drive and want to have a little break in the middle, realize the middle isn't (laughs) after the first day. (laughs) (laughs) 
We were just living a life of leisure. We were like, oh, we drove 377 miles. Let's stop for two days. Let's take a so break. So we hit the road in earnest from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and headed up to Oklahoma City. And that's a, a long drive. Yeah. So the plan was uh, we were scheduled to come into the campground that we're doing a monthly at on a Friday. And I really felt, we felt, it was a joint decision, that we didn't want to do a big long push that day we wanted it to be a shorter one so that we could get here get settled go spend time with our family that final day that final day so in order for that to happen in order for that to be like a 200 mile or less day we had to do two back to back one was 560 miles the other was 580 so it was going from albuquerque to okc okc to des moines that's a lot of miles i know some of you are and i God bless you. Some of you do like 800 miles in a day. I don't know how you do it, but I, that's uh, 580 miles is way too much for us. Oh, it's way too much. It was 12 hour days. And then when you have to stop and you're trying to do a little bit of work, which didn't happen, it, it turned out being three days that we were off work. And for anyone that has to take three unplanned days off work, you know what that does to you when you have to come well, back to work. Well, part of it was it was planned, and we had this big project that had to be finished before we left, but the big project didn't get finished. The project didn't get... <laughs> well, we we aren't even supposed to be here, technically. Obviously, we yeah. are here, and there's reasons we've come home to be with family. We're so thankful we can be here. But when we did all that scheduling, Jay, we were like, we're yeah. going from Camp Verde to Phoenix and then to Tucson. So we had slowed travel way down in order to compensate for some of these deadlines we had. Well, that's obviously, that's why this podcast is, it's not a week. It's been 10 days since you heard from us last. But the two 500 mile days ended up being longer because for whatever reason, our Garmin took us on to state highways that were either at some point in the drive closed, like you couldn't even detour them, and we had no idea until we were on that state highway, or were closed in certain sections and required a detour that well, added an hour. So the first day was, the, for the, day, the drive to Oklahoma City was long, but it wasn't yeah. terrible. It was a direct route. And everybody did decent on that drive. Mm -hmm. It was a long, big day. And had our journey ended there, fine. We would have been all right. (laughs) But the problems really began that night. (laughs) Oh, are we going to relive that night? Well, if you want to tell the story, we're going to tell the story. So we parked. hard night. We park, we got, we really nondescript off the highway campground in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just a pull through overnight thing. We go into the pull through, everything is fine. Uh, We unhook the trailer, we level, we do all this stuff. And and then we realize that the power cord doesn't reach Mm -mm. uh, because the electric box is is very far forward in the site. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had an extension. Uh, for our power cord, but I cannibalized it when I installed our our inverter. Uh, so, um, which, you know, in theory, <laughs> the inverter and the batteries would have got us through the night and, and that wouldn't, wouldn't be an issue. Abby was so sure that they wouldn't get us through the night and I was so sure that they absolutely would because we have tons of battery power now. 
Um, but unfortunately, the inverter was set to to shut off uh, when the batteries got below like a really like high level, and in the in in the inverter shut off in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we also ran out of propane in the middle of the night, didn't mm-hmm. we? Uh, we did. Uh, yeah. So... We didn't run out, but I had to switch the propane yes. tanks, right? Yes. So in the middle of the <laughs> night, when it was freezing inside the RV, and um, I had to wake you up, it wasn't very, it wasn't very generous in the way no. that I did. It. No. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I. I don't know what else to say other than that was the beginning of what just was the next 36 hours of a comedy of errors. It's like Shakespeare wrote this for us. I, I don't know how else you can't make this stuff up. It started with that. Then we had a situation with the toll roads in OKC. Don't tell this story in advance. We got to go to the next step. <laughs> wasn't that, I thought we left the campground and then we had toll no. roads. It sounds like you're, you're like hinting at the story and then are going to tell it. But we got to tell it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was giving the cliff notes. Otherwise, we're going to be here for 45 minutes. No, because this is important because okay. I need to, I really need to lay talking? into the to, this tollway here. Oh, okay. okay. I, I thought you were about to be like, I really need to lay into no. you <laughs> no, no. for how you okay. reacted at this so, toll. <laughs> I, look, I, my, I don't know how some, some of you love the, the state highways, the blue routes and going the back roads and, and that's what... I much prefer the oh, interstates. Man, I, I don't. I, don't I mean, interstate. really. Uh, so the plan was to go from Oklahoma City up on the interstate into Kansas, up through like Wichita, and over to Kansas City and up. Yeah, we're going to take thirty-five the whole way. Yeah, uh, and I, that's what I thought. I pressed on the GPS, but apparently it was giving me multiple routes, and I pressed the wrong one. And no, it put us was on sending us wrong. One. And I'm looking at the signs and I'm like, that's not the way I plan to go. And I'm like, do I listen to myself or the GPS? Myself or the GPS? And I listened to the GPS. And we ended up taking state highways up through Oklahoma and Missouri up, up to Kansas City. We didn't catch 35 until we hit KC. And, and then we hit 35 in KC at 6 o'clock at night. And this route begins with a, a, a tollway, a state highway tollway. Um, that charges you $12.50 if you have four axles mm-hmm. and does not take credit cards. Uh, or check. Or anything. We were like, we don't, what do you, we don't know what you want us to do. And she's like, you need to go to an ATM. And I was like, you want me to take my 43 foot fifth wheel to the ATM? Yeah. I was like, that's, that's what I have to do here. And I was like, can I go online? How about I go online? Can I go online and pay? Nope. Nope. And then she's like, I just work here. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds great. How do you have a tollway that charges know. in excess of $10 for a vehicle to go through that doesn't take credit cards in this day you, and age? or they have, want you to buy their pass. Or even have a mail-in option or a online option. None of it. It blows my mind that they don't. And if your argument is, well, it takes time to run a credit card, it take, took a lot longer for her to explain what we needed to do. <laughs> so, was so It was not a good start to the day. We ended up at a QT to find an ATM so that we could get through the next toll. And then, and then she, she hands us this envelope, and there wasn't a next toll. We thought there was going to be a next toll. So now we do have to pay by mailing in 
a thing. Well, do I have to mail in $12.95 and change? Yeah. Uh, oh, probably. Love of God. Uh, I, maybe you can mail in a check. I don't know. But it says on the envelope, it is illegal to travel on this tollway without cash. <laughs> what is that? So, look. And we had cash. We just didn't have $12.50. I was like, can I give you my $8? And we didn't know we were getting on a tollway that did, because the because 35 accepts cards, and we knew that would be fine. Anyway, so that was the start of it. Where was this passion that you have for this subject right now when we were actually dealing with the toll? Because you were just like very like, yeah, that's cool. All right, we'll go find an ATM. Sounds great. You were a little angry at the lady. (laughs) I did not believe it was the lady's fault. Oh, you know I'm going to get pinged for this one too. So, But you were, I understand the emotions you were going through. It was annoying. It was really annoying. I, I get it. It was. Uh, so we're heading up these state highways through through Oklahoma into into Missouri, and and I'm not even sure which state where we were in when all this happened. I, but there's this detour that Garmin wants to take us on, and we're looking at the map, and we're like, that makes no sense. We can go this other way, and it's going to be so much better. But we decide we don't know what's going on that way. We don't right. know if you know the Garmin might know something better than we do. It didn't. So we trust the Garmin. And we start following the detour. And it it quickly is obvious that that detour is going to be awful. And that we were we would have been better off doing what we intended to do. Mm-hmm. Right? So we turned down a gravel road to turn around. And, uh, go around the block. We ended up being literally like to go around the block, but go around the block in farm country. <laughs> meaning like we're on, several miles on a gravel road. Yeah. We turn yeah. around. We had we had the other way on the detour. Then there's another detour. <laughs> yes, this one is coupled with the need for fuel. Yeah, so we're like we're starting to get at the point where we need to fuel up, mm-hmm. and we see a gas station, but we also see a billboard seeing there's a Loves ten ten miles down the road that yeah. will be easier for us to get in and and manage, and some other fuel stations as backups and places to eat and all that sort yeah, of stuff life so we pass up this fuel station and a couple miles down the road another detour yeah and this time the road <laughs> is completely shut down completely there is no off. road we have to take this detour we take the detour we take the right and as soon as we get on this detour there are two now big signs on the detour road that say bridge out local traffic only we stop <laughs> And we're going, okay, uh, maybe we can three-point turn this, turn ourselves around. Nope. That was ridiculous. You should have seen these two. (laughs) Five and a half years on the road. These two trying to do a three-point turn in a fifth wheel. So dumb. On a two-lane road. So dumb. (laughs) So dumb. Then someone comes up behind us. I'm like, I'm sorry. We're not new at this, I swear. But even if we were, this is silly. Um, and then I said, you know, can you tell me, is there a way to keep going? Can we go around the block and not hit this bridge? And this very, very nice person is like, yes, absolutely. Trucks come down this all the time. Keep going straight. Take a left. Go around the block. You can come back to this highway. Because at this point, we're thinking, well, we need to get fuel. Because now we're looking, like, how it, far do we have to go before we and, hit and fuel? The, the Garmin's saying on this route that we've got 40 miles until the next fuel station, yeah. which was probably going to be too much. So we needed to go back anyway. Yeah. So 
okay, we're going to find this gravel road yeah, this person gonna... is talking about. We pass the gravel road. We miss it. Entirely. We miss it because it says no through trucks. Yeah, so... And we're like, oh, that can't possibly be it. No, that was it. <laughs> so we keep going. So finally, we're like, we have to turn around. So I'm, you know, I'm zoomed in on the map. I'm like, okay, it looks like we've got... It looks like 7th Street is coming up, which 7th Street is just like a gravel road, and they named it 7th Street. And I said, okay, it looks like that's going to go around again, another giant farm block, and we can get back on that other road and go back to that little gas station that we saw, and we can make that work. So we start to turn down it, and Jason just says, this is ridiculous. I'm not driving this. Hey, Abby, how about you go out into the main road where all the giant trucks keep coming by and you stop traffic and I'm going to back this thing up. Yeah, so I back up <laughs> all the way across the street so then I could turn right and head back. the other. So way. I step out into the main road. He's on speakerphone. And I'm like, you know, uh, I hope that there's this is kind of a blind hill. Um Let's just hope if a truck decides to come up and over it, well, they it, see me in enough time to stop. We uh, had no idea like how far this bridge out no, was or no, anything like we that. We had no idea. No, I mean, the, as, as much as Garmin was part of the issue. The, we were the, the issue. The, well, there were also no road signs. It said, don't turn right here. Yeah. Like the bridge out sign should be before the right turn yeah. saying, go this way. So, you know, Jason, Jason was a total boss. He backed that thing straight up onto the other side of 7th Street. across. <laughs> <laughs> He did great. No big trucks showed up, no cars. It wasn't super heavy traffic. I mean, this was obviously a detour. The kids were in no danger. At that point, I get back in and I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I've had it. We've still got 300 and, miles and to all go. The time, you're, you're, all the time, you're worried about hitting Kansas City at rush hour because we were going beyond Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, I didn't want to. You just keep talking about wh what routes we need to do to... <laughs> And it turned out we, we it took so long to deal with all this stuff that we were way past yeah. rush hour when we drove yeah, through Kansas. Totally fine. Because we were supposed to hit 35 in Kansas and go through Overland Park and all of that at rush hour. And anyone that or hot tip for anybody, if you find yourself in that area and Garmin or whoever wants to take you through that particular section of Mocan at like five o'clock. You pull over and wait because that is the business district for all of the really for all of the greater Kansas City area. Anyone that works for corporate America, for the most part, works in the Overland Park, Olathe, Lenexa area. I'm not getting on that highway at five o'clock to deal with all of that. So didn't need to worry about it anyway because we were still like 170 miles away and we didn't roll into the Kansas City area till seven o'clock at night. Seven o'clock at night in Kansas City, and we still needed to get up to almost Des Moines. We'd been driving for 11 hours. So now we're on 35. We're moving north through Missouri. We're headed into Iowa, and here come the winds. And it's like, I think at this point, 40 mile an hour gusts. From the wrong direction. They're hitting us. Broad, they're they're broadsiding yeah, they're us. broadsiding yeah. us. And so the winds are holding steady at 20, which is totally fine and safe. And even when it was gusting, we were totally fine. We were safe. We get to our campground. We're staying at a casino. Temperature is going to drop that night. It's going to get real cold. And we are pelted all night long with wind. We're like on a, a sort of like on a bluff that was com that was completely free of trees where the wind could just sweep yeah. in and just nail us and rock us the whole night long. All night long. It was awful. 
I hardly slept. It felt like being on a very, very rocky cruise ship. I came out and slept in the living room because it was kind of hitting the back of the trailer and really making that part like sway, which is where our bedroom is. It's also like making our license plate flap. So that's making all kinds of noise back there. It was loud. (laughs) It was just the perfect ending to just a really cruddy day. We get up the next morning and I'm noticing that in Des Moines, there because we needed to go finish 50 more miles up into Des Moines, then we got to cut over and head east on 80. And I'm noticing in Des Moines that it's saying wind gusts of up to 50 miles per hour. And I'm like, nope, nope, we cannot drive that. That's that's too much. We cannot do this 50 mile stretch. I don't feel comfortable. And I talked to Jason, and he didn't feel comfortable either. That's just the gusts are too strong. So we're thinking, do we stay one more day and put up with? those gusts down here at this campground or is there an alternative well of course there's an alternative it's a state highway so, alternative. so we take the state highways on purpose this time yes and- but the whole point was is that we were right by a state highway that would immediately have us going east which would put the wind Wouldn't at our back us. and we could go slower and yes. that, that was a big part of the intent because you know, instead of going 65, we're going 55. And there's a big difference between those two speeds when yes. it's really windy. And so we were able to do that. And actually, that day, that 200 miles we needed to go ended up being very, very pleasant. The winds ended up not being an issue, except for the fact that 15 minutes into the drive, Henry threw up. And then I just started laughing. And I was like, this, <laughs> it, is, this it, is a comedy of errors. It was also snowing that morning. So oh, yeah. I forgot. No, add that in there. It was also snowing. Uh, it was like in the upper 30s. And there were wind gusts of 50 miles per hour. And uh, our son threw up 15 minutes into the drive. And yet I'm still like, that was the best drive day. And we can preface this all with several days of Abby dreading camping up here in the cold. And me saying, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's not going to be that bad. (laughs) It'll be great. It'll be an adventure. That's what you always say to me. It'll be an adventure. And then I say, are you even looking at the weather channel? Like, what adventure? We rolled into this campground and... The road had been freshly paved outside of it, which this road has been terrible for years. We were welcomed and... Uh, we have the warmth of your parents' home, which is really wonderful. And, and it's nice to be with them and your family. And there's so many positives in those. But can I just say before we wrap up this, oh, and you're going to have to edit the life out of this because this was a long story. I just want to say that our kids did so good. And they had three very, very long days of sitting in the truck. They had their moments for sure. But I think that if the kids were telling this story, they would probably be like, my mom and dad drove me nuts because my mom and dad spent one day where they were barely speaking to each other because they were fighting. So, (laughs) so, which was probably a good thing. We opted for the silent uh, argument as opposed to a verbal one. But they really put up with a lot. And sometimes they are asked so much in order for us to accomplish some of the things that we have to accomplish either in work or in our personal life. And I just I really think it's important to acknowledge that they just did so good. They definitely did not learn by example in that particular trip. So I'm glad that they... um, 
didn't take some of our cues, but I do, I just feel like we need to say how, you know, thank you to the kids for helping us get here. They did their part and then some. Let's take a break. Yes. And when we come back, we've got some more great stories, but. <laughs> not ours. <laughs> but not ours. <laughs> yeah. No more of our story. <laughs> we'll be right back. Find your next camping adventure with the Spot Tonight app. Spot Tonight offers real-time visibility across numerous campgrounds available for immediate booking. Easy to use and free to download. With Spot Tonight, you can build a traveling profile, share parks with friends via messaging, and mark your favorite campgrounds. Travelers can search for specific parks that meet their exact need for tonight and beyond. No more blind searches in hopes of finding an available spot. Simply look, book, and go. Campground owners download the Spot Tonight app and see how your park can join a vastly expanding network. For more information, visit spottonight.com or simply download the app in the Apple or Google Play stores. Look, book, and go with Spot Tonight. The holiday season is here and Solo Stove is currently having its biggest sale of the year. Now through December 5th, you can buy one, get one on camp stoves, 35% off fire pits, 40% off fire pit bundles, and so much more. Plus, RV Miles listeners can save an extra $10 on their solo stove purchase of $100 or more. Head to rvmiles.com slash solo stove for all the details and enjoy this extended Cyber Week deal through December 5th. We're back and we're here to talk about some of your crazy stories on the road. And uh, there are quite a few good ones. And we definitely cannot use them all. We might do a second episode of this, but we're going to throw some out there that were some of our favorites uh, on this week's episode. Maybe we'll revisit this again. Yes, absolutely. And of course, you can always go over to the RV Miles Facebook group and just search for this thread and read all of the comments for yourself too. So thank you to everyone though that participated and who wanted to share these stories because I know sometimes it can be a little difficult to admit that it's not always so roses and sunshine on the road, right? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so let's dive in. We're going to start with a couple from Instagram first, and okay. then we'll move over to the group. So this first one comes from our friend Stephen, and he writes, As a kid, traveling through the UP of Michigan with my grandparents in a very brown motorhome, the refrigerator door came open around a corner, and a gallon jar of pickled beets and eggs came straight for me. The massive jar broke, sending dark red rancid liquid all over me, the shag carpet, and the brown velour sofa, which was my bed. I still <laughs> wince going around corners and can't come near anything pickled. It was a long trip. I mean, I would have been out with the velour. I'd have been like, Grandma and Grandpa, I'm sorry. I can't sleep on this. It's velour. I can't handle it. But the smell, can you imagine? I mean, we had a jar of spaghetti sauce once. Yeah, that was on us. that was fresh. But, you know, obviously was... spaghetti sauce exploding in your middle of your motorhome <laughs> is not a, a good thing either. Uh, but the smell of pickled <laughs> items. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, that'd be hard for me to return to camping after that. Um, the next one comes from mia and this is also here on instagram and she writes our son was about 18 months at the time somehow he dropped a tension rod down the rv toilet without us knowing he had to have kept his foot on the pedal long enough for the whole rod to be down there took us weeks to figure out after our toilet kept clogging we tried every trick in the rv toilet unclogging book and even purchased a snake 
Finally, my husband got fed up and went elbow deep digging around. That's when we, he, discovered the rod. Thankfully, there is a bend in our black tank plumbing. Otherwise, the rod would probably still be living in our tank and causing a blockage every time we dumped. Needless to say, that tension rod went right into the trash. Kudos to John for going elbow deep. Talk about taking one for the family yeah. team. Yeah. Would you do that? I, I have. Oh, listen. No. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Don't like- even... I'm not talking about RVing. I'm talking about running a theater. Oh, the number of things that I God. had to do. Just, I, we're not even going to go let's there. Let's not have that discussion. Be kind to your theater bathrooms, please, <laughs> when you go in to use them. Any ladies, public bathrooms. Ladies, uh, yeah, any public bathroom. Just please be kind. If you drop something, yeah, pick it up. Yeah, okay. and can okay. I can I do a short tangent on that? No. Uh, as long as people want to keep listening. To I just got. I'm going to just say that for anybody that has cleaned public bathrooms before, the ladies' room is is dirtier than the men's room. That no, I, we're not going to have that argument. It's, unbe- we're not gonna, it's not unbelievable. It. We're not going to have that argument. Why are y'all standing on the toilets? <laughs> Why are there shoe marks on the wall from you flushing? I can't comment. <sighs> I wasn't present when those happened. Okay, we don't all go into the stalls together and watch each other. I have no idea, Jay. I have, I don't know. If you don't put a if you don't put a trash can next to the door in the women's restroom because women like to take a paper towel and open the door with the uh-huh. paper yeah, towel. Germs. If you do not put a trash can there, they will just throw them on the floor. <laughs> well, you know what? Put a trash can there then, okay? <laughs> so that people can stay safe. They just want it. They don't want to touch the door handle. And this is pre-COVID times. Like, oh. all right. I, I... All right. Can you tell we haven't done this for a few days? We've just got so many things to talk about. All right. <laughs> let's let's get into what we found here in the Facebook group. So we're going to start with uh, a comment from a friend of the show, John, who writes, Huntington Beach State Park in South Carolina. We saw a couple driving a golf cart. And the lady was holding a monkey that was holding a stuffed animal monkey. It was a double monkey. A real monkey that had its own stuffed animal monkey on a golf cart in a state park. A double monkey. (laughs) Double monkey. Those are things you will only see at the campground. (laughs) And most likely only at state or federal parks. (laughs) Okay, so this next one comes from Heath Paget, And, you know, we've talked a few times about our friend Heath, obviously RV entrepreneur. We were just there at their new campground in Montrose earlier this year for their RVE Summit. It's really Alyssa's Um, story. Uh, It really is Alyssa. Heath shared it in the group on behalf (laughs) of Alyssa. She may not know that he shared it, but that's on behalf. It's a blog post of theirs from years ago from, from Alyssa. And we'll share the blog post in the yes. in the show notes in the description. But uh, you just have to read the way Alyssa <laughs> writes it because it's so good. But Cliff's Nose version is that their shower had like a travel lock uh, to keep the door shut. And it was mm-hmm. sort of like a uh, uh, shower a- across from the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. So the shower is separate and it had a travel lock. And uh, Heath was in the habit of always flipping the travel lock. And Alyssa was always on his case about this. Like, you only need to lock it during travel dates, right? Oh, why are you always lock the door? So he goes out for one of his long walks while she's in the shower. 
not knowing that she's actually locked in the shower. And he's gone for like a half hour while she's in an RV shower that has run out of water, <laughs> run out of hot water. And she's this whole post is about all the games she played with herself, figuring out what like what to do. Like reading the shampoo bottles and I'm gonna give myself a pedicure with that stone that women have in yeah, their showers it, for whatever reason. Whatever reason <laughs> it's to keep it's We don't know why you all pumice. have a rock. It's a but... pumice stone. <laughs> And you use it on your dry feet. She's like, oh, I should use this thing that I haven't used in forever and give myself a little better. Then she's like, oh, maybe maybe I have hot water again. She turns the hot water on and gets like two minutes of shower and just standing there in the cold until Heath finally comes back a half hour later to let her out of the shower. It's a fantastic story that she tells way better than I do. That is absolutely (laughs) amazing and not too far from what I could see actually happening around here. So this one also comes from another friend of ours, Michelle, and this one pretty much would have probably ended my uh, RVing days for sure. (laughs) She says, a few days prior, we had just arrived at a wildlife refuge where we would be volunteering for four months. We're relaxing in our room when my five-year-old son comes in and says, hey, there's a snake in your closet. My husband told him it was just our climbing rope. No, that's a snake, he says. Sure enough. That's a total guy. He's like, no, no, not even going to look. It's just, that's just our climbing rope. I love how it's like, no, it's our climbing rope. It's totally normal. Get out of our bedroom. It's fine. We're all good. Uh, Sure enough, we had a four foot coach whip snake in our bedroom. When, oh my God, I don't even know if I could read this, Jason. When my husband went to grab it, it darted under my pillow. Stop. I bleated. It was dangerously close to dropping behind the bed where it would be impossible to retrieve, in which case we'd have to move to a hotel. (laughs) Luckily, the refuge biologist also lived on site. I ran to her and she was able to capture the snake and release it. We found the snake had climbed the extension cord we had running through a vent in the side of the RV to run a second AC in the 100 plus 10 heat. We immediately sealed that vent. <laughs> I don't, I, you can't uh, see it or uh, ima- just imagine right now I have uh, goosebumps <laughs> all over my arms because I'm sure many of you know snakes are not my thing. <laughs> that is my nightmare. That is my nightmare. Um, I'll read this one. This one comes from our friend Damien over at Rootless Living Magazine who has another magazine now that y'all might be interested in that Abby's going to talk about in her fresh tank later on. But Damien says, I downloaded a beta version of the Nomad Near Me app. After I downloaded it, it said Nathan and Marissa, the founders of the app, were one mile away. Nathan and Marissa from Less Junk, More Journey. I messaged Nathan to tell him the app had a glitch and was saying he was in the same RV park. And then I found out he was only four spots over. (laughs) Good news. The app had no glitch and obviously really worked. We actually like the Nomad Near Me app. Uh, It's it's free. What's great is like if you meet people on the road, Mm -hmm. you can friend them on it. And it 
and it will tell you if they're nearby, but it only gives you a like a general area. So it's still yeah. there's still a lot of safety involved, and you can go in and, and adjust those settings too. But it, it will say if somebody is you know within so many miles. Of yeah, you. it's not going to be like Jason and Abby are at Sunshine RV yeah, Park yeah. site four two seven. They are currently home. <laughs> it's time to move into some fun that happens with stabilizers, uh, which can always be an issue. Uh, this one comes from from Peggy Barthel over at the Stressless Camp. Podcast. You might have remember her from last week's episode. It or two weeks ago, whenever we did that or episode. The, la- <laughs> the last episode it, is what I should have said. It didn't happen to us, but to friends we were camping with. They had a pop-up and hadn't remembered to put the stabilizers down. <laughs> One of them crawled. <laughs> One of them crawled onto the bed and the trailer. One of them crawled onto the bed and the trailer tipped <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> from inside there was screaming from outside there was lots of laughter I yeah can't. you know you know if you haven't been at a pop-up before they really need those stabilizers <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I would have. Uh, I definitely would have been the one outside laughing at that one. That would. I just. I would like to know. I mean, I. I need Peggy to kind of finish this story because did everyone who was outside have to go over? Like lift him up. And- <laughs> or were they able to crawl themselves off of one side of the bed and then move to the other side of the bed? <laughs> So I have so many questions. The, I need the, Peggy to come and finish the story for me. This next one involves stabilizers as well and would not have been as funny when it happened. But no. I'm glad they could laugh about it no. now. No, and this comes from Abigail. A fantastic name, by the way. And <laughs> uh, she writes, well, if stupidest thing you did to your RV counts, that would probably be when we had a single axle trailer and decided to change both tires at the same time by holding the trailer up with the four stabilizer jacks in our defense it worked (laughs) at least until one of us decided to go inside the trailer (laughs) that movement inside the trailer was enough to rock it causing it to come crashing down twisting all four jacks like licorice whips stabilizer jacks uh boy those things are are uh are not made to lift anything They are not there to support. But I'm glad they were. They were fine. I'm. I'm glad. Ever. I'm glad everyone in these two stories is fine. I'm glad that we can all laugh at some of the silly things that happened to us afterwards. And I appreciate everyone so much for sharing these with us because, like I said at the beginning, it can be kind of hard sometimes to admit our goofier mistakes. It's very easy, though, as Peggy demonstrated, to tell someone else's goofy mistake and enjoy laughing about it. So I love all of these stories. And we will have... um, we have so many more. Yeah, that I, we'll we have to, to leave revisit. it there, but we're, we're definitely yeah. going to have to come back to this yeah. because there's so many great ones. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun and it's fun from, you know, time to time to just in, be silly on the show and just, and and talk about things like this. So uh, that's it. If you have a story you would like to contribute, if you've listened to this and thought, oh, hold my beer, I've got one better, feel free to either email us at editor at rvmiles.com or just head over to the RV Miles Facebook group and just search silliest, funniest, 
craziest thing. And this thread should come right up for you. In fact, a lot of words. It's a lot of words. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to pin it in the group. And then that way you can see it in the feature and you can just go in there and find it easier. (laughs) We're going to take a break and Abby's going to fix her eye makeup because it's running because she's laughed too hard. Uh, (laughs) And we'll be back with our fresh tank, black tank segment. Yeah, It looks like I just had a really fun long night, doesn't it? We'll be right back. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV and the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector made by Hughes Autoformers beats the competition with field replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small affordable part you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years and now have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoformers.com. Fall is around the corner, so it's time to start thinking about prepping for the winter off-season. Whether you own a motorhome, a travel trailer, or a truck camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. If you're not in need of a full cover, Empire has just launched a line of RV rooftop covers that keep the roof of your RV clean and protect it from UV rays. Listeners can receive free shipping and 60% off the original price of their cover order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RVMiles or use promo code MILES60 at checkout. EmpireCovers.com protect what you love we are back and it is time to check the levels of our tanks jason what is in your black tank so my black tank is a man uh a doctor actually from utah who was at denali national park who has been charged with creating a fictitious story in order to be rescued via helicopter at denali national park climbing mount denali yeah, he was done. He was like, I, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, this story, t- it, it talks about how often there's a problem at places like this where, you know, you've got all these people really motivated. They mm-hmm. want to summit Denali. Like, it's a big deal yeah. to them. And often they're going in teams. They're always going in teams, right? And But often that team splits up because there's a there's a, a segment of the team that is like, I'm done. I'm not going any further. And then <laughs> that'd be my team. And then what ends up happening is like a couple of people from that team end up joining forces yes. with another team and they don't know each other. They haven't planned well. They're not carrying the right gear, whatever it might be. Yeah. And there's issues. So this doctor goes, continues on with one person from their team. Um, and then they partner with a couple other people. And that person started having some altitude sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rest of the team decided they were going to help that person down. And this doctor, Jason Lance, a uh, horrible name, by the way, uh, this, this doctor decided, well, I'm not going to, I'm a doctor, but I'm not going to help these people down. Uh, I don't know if he's a medical doctor or not, but uh, I'm not going to help this guy down. I'm going to continue on. So he continues on by himself. Um, and then he gives up and comes back. Uh, and they end up calling a, a, a rescue helicopter to take the person with altitude sickness to safety. 
Um, so they do that, but Dr. Lance can't do it on his own. So he, he ends up coming back and, and rejoins with, with the party. The guy who had the altitude sickness, that he had a GPS communication mm-hmm. device. So they text the National Park Service and the, uh, yeah, a rescue SOS, helicopter yeah. comes in and, and brings that guy to safety. So I guess that's where he got the idea of like, well, maybe they can just bring me back down too. So he sends a message saying that they don't have enough equipment to get back down and that they need they need rescue the story is crazy where it goes from here i the rest of the party is saying no we need to go back down And the national park service is like if you have rope you need to descend down and and he's and he just keeps messaging them that they don't that they don't have safe equipment national park service ranger meets up with him at the base camp without a helicopter they had they had sent a helicopter but the helicopter saw them descending on their own Mm -hmm. it was like -uh, we're Mm -hmm. not doing this and so a ranger meets up with him him and is demanding for the gps device back and is telling him not to delete any messages on it but they're able to contact garmin who's you know whose device it was and get all the messages off of it and he had sent several messages with varying different reasons why he needed a helicopter rescue uh when he was perfectly fine and uh so he's being charged with wasting rangers time and and creating up a false story to to get a to get a rescue well you know my favorite part of that story was when he was like they have to come rescue us we paid our fee to yeah, climb this and yeah. i was like <laughs> that's, that's what he told not, the rest of the party your fee doesn't include helicopter <laughs> airlift should you decide to not do this uh all right what is in your fresh tank this week as of my fresh tank is the all trails app if you're a hiker i'm sure you know real well uh it's it's a great app and it's really useful mm-hmm. We have yet to actually pay the fee to become members of it, where you can actually download the trail maps and stuff. But we, you know, we do the we're cheapos and do the free version. Why are you giving all our secrets uh, away? But All Trails has just received, get this, one hundred and fifty million dollars in funding. Whoa! Sometimes it's hard to realize how big the outdoor recreation industry is, and how much money goes into it. This is an app that tracks your route on a trail and tells you, mm-hmm. you know, and we use it here in the U.S., but obviously it's a worldwide um, app. $150 million in but venture capital really funding. Good it's app. a great app. I and mean, it, I'll think of how even better, hopefully, yeah. this app is going to become. Yeah. Hey, look claps yeah good for all i mean trails. go get that go get that funding <laughs> go get that funding all right good job. what's in your black tank this week uh so my black tank i'm going after some big dogs here uh my black tank goes to farmer's almanac uh, <laughs> for lying liars Boo, you don't read the farmer's almanac and and trust what it says about the weather i love okay? that you, i love that you just called me boo uh <laughs> I keep giving away all our secrets. Yeah. Uh, Listen, (laughs) Farmer's Almanac, you are liars with your mild winter. Let me me tell you what else you can't trust. When you look at that forecast and you're like looking four weeks ahead to the forecast, that is not real. That is that is like what they what what it has been on average in the past. That is not real. Don't you come at AccuWeather like that. (laughs) You take it back. You take that back. You got you got about five days of semi-accuracy, and beyond that, it is a crap shoot. Hmm. 
And yet, who was the one that was like, oh, it's going to be such a great, mild winter up here in the Midwest? That was, that the was Farmer's not, Almanac. Not this gal. Not this gal, but that guy. And Farmer's <laughs> Almanac. So uh, my black tank just goes to Farmer's Almanac for just lying. Just flat out lying to me. Like, that's what you did. So thank you. All right. I'm done. You really just got mad at the weather. I did. Uh, <laughs> at the weather reporting. Yes. Yes. Farmer's Almanac. Right. What are they what? What, what are they doing over there? What's in your fresh tank? My fresh tank goes to, we talked a little bit about this, our friend Damien and the entire Rootless Living team. Rootless Living is a fantastic magazine. They've been around for several years now. They have gone out and they have branched and they have a new magazine with a special edition that just dropped a few days ago. The magazine is called RV Today. It is gorgeous. It's a magazine for RVers by RVers. This is an independent publication. It's clean. It's beautiful. It's fresh. It's inclusive. And this special edition is great. Issue one is going to drop in February, but this is a special edition where they did um, their top sort of story was 50 RV content creators. And we were very, very honored to be one of those 50 that was included in this list. And I'm just, I'm thrilled for Damien and I'm thrilled for everybody over at RV Today. It's a beautiful magazine. Uh, we do have, and I'm going to put it in the show notes for rvmiles.com slash 218 so that I'll put it in there that you can go and look at this yourself. And then uh, RV Today does have for anyone that wants to pick up either a digital or a print, 20% off during this new launch. So that'll also be in there as well so that you can go and support RV Today. We're going to be um, partnering with them when we're at the Tampa Super Show to do something together between RV Miles and RV Today. I'm not quite sure what that is yet, but just kind of keep that, you know, in the back yes. of your brain. We're, we're, we're big fans of the folks over there, and I'm sure you can expect to see some articles from us in RV Today and stuff in the future. So. We couldn't be more uh, happy and supportive of their efforts over there. Yeah, absolutely. So just go over to rvmiles.com slash 218 so you can go and look at this magazine. And more so than anything, I even if we weren't in this, I would still be talking about this because it's just really great to see something for the RV community uh, being done by the RV community. And that's really important that we support that. All right. Before we go, I have a quick tip. Mm. We're going to bring the tip of the day back of the week. And I have to talk about merch. And then Abby has yeah, to talk because, about merch. Yeah. So my tip comes from an 11-year-old, uh, friends of our kids, and you know, their parents are friends of ours that we've, we've recently met. Uh, but we went on a hike with them, and she, there have been these weird apps that sort of work sometimes where you can take a picture of a leaf. And her father and I were talking about like what kind of tree a certain tree was and trying to figure out what it was. And we were trying to like use like these old apps that, that sometimes work and usually don't that uh, you take a picture and identify a, a leaf or a plant or whatever. And it tells you what it is. And we weren't getting it to work. And she comes up and she's like, Oh, you could just do that in, in the Google photos app. So she shows us that if you open the Google photos app and you take a photo of a, a leaf, for instance, there is a, a little button that you can that you can press at the bottom of, of the photo after you take it and you look at the photo, like click on the photo, mm -hmm. look at it. There's there's like an image search button and it will identify what the photo oh. is of. And it doesn't have to be of a tree. It can be of a car. It can be of anything. anything. And uh, 
this was so brilliant. Did that like blow and your blew my mind. millennial brain? It did. Just it did. It we're at that we're at that age where kids are starting to um teach us things. Jamie and I must have been way down the trail because I was not at all part of this. This was, must have been that part of the trail where we took off and left y'all yeah. with the kids. No, it wasn't. But we were in the parking lot and and you two were just gabbing. But oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that also sounds accurate. <laughs> so that is that is very very cool. So so thank you thank you Grace. Yes, uh, that was a very effective tip. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so one more thing before we go. So one of the things we took away from the RV Miles meetup was that people were really curious if we had sort of RV Miles merchandise, and we have. And we have not been very good about sharing it. And so one of the things we took away from this was that we needed to go in there and we really needed to do this shop some justice and take a look at it. And we have a lovely human being that puts up with Jason and I and works for us and is part of Team RV Miles. And Kelsey took this, ran with it, and they put together a very fresh new store for us, some great new designs, as well as just the traditional RV Miles logo. And that is so very, very close to launching. Kelsey and I, for the last couple of days, have really been working on this store. Kelsey has really been working on the store and the designs and sending things over for Jason and I to look at and to kind of tweak a little bit. And I am thrilled with it. I am thrilled with the sense of community that now runs through this merchandise, this content that we have created. I really like that it's not so much just focused on RV miles as it is about just like kind of the the vibe that we like to go for over here. And so this store is going to be launching very soon in time for those who have asked us can we get something for the holidays? Now it's, you know, one of those slow rolls and the very, very best way to learn about when this is going to drop is to join our mailing list. And you can just go over to rvmiles.com slash mailing list. Just drop your email in. That's all we need. We don't need anything else. And you will be on the mailing list and that's going to go out. And those who are on the mailing list are going to get an incentive, and that is going to be a welcome to the RV Miles new RV Miles store. Here is a discount code. So if you are interested in that and you are not on our mailing list yet, now is the perfect time to do that because we do have, as we get into the new year, a lot of things coming that really being on the mailing list are going to be the best way to find out about them first because they're going to be kind of like very small things where we're not going to have a lot of tickets or um, a lot of the merchandise available. So we'll put the link for that as for the mailing list as well in the description. Uh, so you can just click on the description for this episode, whether you're listening yeah. on a podcast app or watching on YouTube, and you'll find that link there as well. Yeah. That's it for this show. That's it. We are so happy to be back. It feels like it's been a very long time since we've been here with you. And thank you to everyone who has come over to the new RV Miles podcast YouTube channel and is joining us now over there for the show. It's really great to be able to connect with you on a more community level that the RV Miles podcast was always intended for. 
If you have questions for Jason and I, please feel free to email them at editor at rvmiles.com. And just a really quick reminder, again, it is holiday season. And if you're doing your shopping on Amazon and you want to support the show, just head to amazon.com slash shop slash rvmiles before you do anything. And Jeff Bezos will send us a little bit of a kickback. (laughs) All right. Until next week, stay well, stay healthy, and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody.